0: All right, welcome in to another episode of the Growing Faith Podcast. Kind of an exciting day today. My my name is Rick McClatchy. I am a staff pastor at the Rocky Butte campus of Manahouse. House. Uh, We're a multi-site church in the Portland metro area and also stretching as far down as Eugene. A little shout out, some love for our Eugene campus. Uh, God bless you guys. Thankful that you're part of our family. And uh, today, actually broadcasting live on location in Vancouver, right on Mill Plain, just down the street, actually, from our Mill Plain campus. And so um, today I brought in a guest, uh, my friend, great friend of mine, uh, Justin Weedman. And um, I think as you begin to hear his story, you'll understand exactly uh, why he is in this place today, why I've asked him to come on uh, the podcast. And for those of you that may be newer listeners to the podcast. Our purpose, our passion, is to talk primarily about two areas. We talk about pastoral care, so caring for people in the church, and how do we do that effectively uh, as as just plain old congregation members, but also as leaders in the church. How do we care for people truly? Um, we've defined care as being God's love in action from one person to another. And then the other piece that we focus on, and that's kind of my area of specialty, if you will, would be the, uh, the small group world. Um, I, I often tell people that uh, small groups is what allows uh, people to become everyday Christians rather than just Sunday Christians and um, kind of that whole discipleship part of life. And, and it's on that point, actually, Justin, that I want to welcome you in. Say hello to the lovely audience.
1: Hello, lovely audience.
0: Yes, I love it. Um, So Justin, why don't you just give us a quick little
1: bio of yourself? Who are you? Where'd you come from? All that kind of stuff. Will do. Uh, Again, I'm Justin. I was born and raised in Portland, Oregon, and was not raised in church. My family lifestyle was more football Sundays and playing poker with friends. And quickly to speed this up, I met my beautiful wife and she introduced church to me she introduced Jesus into my life and for many years she tried to get me to go to church and I just felt disconnected didn't understand Jesus and uh, that's how I uh, and so I met Rick all right so so you came
0: into church uh, <laughs> lured in by a lovely lady and doesn't God do that to us so often? Yes is uh, he uses those those natural inclinations of our hearts to pull us into where he wants us to be, where he can get a hold of our lives. And so so how long would you say you were kind of coming to church um, maybe before you felt like you had any real sense of connection to the church?
1: Uh, I would say right around 10 years. 10 years. Yeah. Yes.
0: Wow, just some mad props to your wife for uh, putting... <laughs> putting up with you for so long right i I agree i agree okay so take me to um how long has it been since you kind of broke out of that and you've been in a more connected
1: state uh it started initially started august 13th of 2017 oh so uh, i was hoping for just a a roundabout but that was pretty that was specific (laughs) because uh that was when you baptized me oh okay yeah and that's that is deeply when everything started to change in my life
0: okay yes so it turns out uh, i would like to take credit for groups really changing your life but it turns out maybe it was jesus that you know honestly uh yes wow yeah okay that's good to remember (laughs) it's good to remember that jesus is the one that changes lives not any particular (laughs) ministry model that we pick out so um so what what was it that brought you to a place of recognizing your need for Jesus, how did that even come about?
1: Uh, That was just more of, you know, having, being married with kids and, you know, I had a job, I just, I never felt at peace. And even my marriage, it wasn't, it wasn't at peace. Um, And there, were, there was just one day, I don't remember the date, but um, I just had this feeling that I needed, I needed Jesus, I needed to reach out to the church. And, and the church, and a uh, quick shout out, Craig James. Uh, I contacted him and everything was leading me to you. Um, you started seeing me, you baptized me, and then you started your group, you know? Bible Bros, Cups of Joe. And I went to that because I just wanted to know people. I wanted to, I wanted to go to church and feel like I was a part of the church, not just there. Um, yeah, before I keep going on, is there another question you wanted to be, or I can just dive into that.
0: Yeah, let's just dive into that. So so you connected with the church, just so happened to be me personally, mm-hmm. uh, but just connected with the church, and, and I remember those first couple of times uh, meeting with you, just uh, at first, uh, you know, I, I was real honest when you first came i thought oh this guy's been in the church for 10 years Mm -hmm. and so i remember having a certain uh perception of who you were and then as we talked i began to understand that um that you're actually very new to the faith like i thought 10 years in church and uh, i know we like to say you know just because you sit in a garage doesn't make you a car you know Yep. yep. (laughs) Uh, it's not going to make you turn into a car sitting in church does not turn you into a christian um and so just kind of an important thing for us to remember that we could be sitting by people in church for for years potentially and there's no actual you know spiritual life ignited yet in their heart and so so you came kind of to a point of need, and I know yeah. God always uses times of need in order to draw us to Himself. Um, so let's talk about um, how what was the effect of small groups on your life? Because I, I think just for the the small group, um, you know, focus of our of our podcast, I always want to mm-hmm. try to bring sometimes you know you're trying to get people into groups we talked in a previous episode about talking about the what the so what and then the now what is is kind of talking about the so what why should people care about small groups and i feel like your your testimony just kind of your story about involvement with groups is a good communicator
1: of a so what okay for me personally um the small group, it it's a game changer. Um, I was extremely nervous at first because um, I didn't really know anybody, you know, at the church uh, besides you and the group that I, I I picked. Your group, and I didn't even see that your name was the the person on there yet. It was just the time, uh, the location um, which just it stood out to me. Uh, and then it just started with. You know one guy came another guy showed up week after week more people um, was just being there and I really enjoyed the focus of the group you know it's all it's about Jesus and it's about the word and I was learning that you know I was learning and then the friendship started to develop and before I just before I knew it I was going to church on Sundays and I was recognizing Five, six, seven people, then ten people. Then I feel like I started to know half the church just because of the group. And the moment you start to recognize people, and they recognize you, and it, the church experience turns into community, turns into family. And I haven't, I haven't stopped going to your group. And how long has it been now? I think
0: we're over two years now. Over
1: two years, and it, it changed my whole life. And one thing that I always I always point out to people is um, we had the move from the house that we were renting and the, the owners were selling and we had two months to move out and that's that is really stressful it's scary and I remember talking to you and be, I mean it was less than 20 minutes and you're like all right Justin you know the group's gonna help you move And from what I recall, it was 10 to 12 men were, they were eager to help. They were, they wanted to be there. Like I didn't have to beg anybody. I didn't have to, you know, offer anything for their services. They just wanted to be there to help me out, help my family out. And one of the guys, you know, brought a moving truck. Another guy, (laughs) you know, bought pizza for all of us afterwards. And the move was from Gresham, Oregon to Vancouver, Washington. Like, it wasn't even easy, short, you know, distance. It was it was a hard time that turned into just being just covered with love. So, that was... It was a huge, huge thing for me, so...
0: I think it also... Didn't it turn out that your real estate agent yes. was in the group? And yep. was even your, even your mortgage broker in the small group as so well? So,
1: the thing is, God works in funny ways. And every it was the some that was terrifying and scary at first turned into a fun loving experience so yeah everybody was just there for me it's so crazy yeah. how um you know you step into you step into community
0: and and it, i mean it takes sacrifice to get into community right because yeah. you have to take the time you have to not sleep in if it's an like ours is an early morning group and so you have to choose to not sleep in you have to choose to you know get your clothes out the night before so that when uh, five o'clock shows up and you gotta you know hit the road to get to the group by six like um so it it takes sacrifice i'd like to back up just a tiny bit to talk about um so you came to the group and you knew no one yeah and then you and then you said and then relationships started to happen like friendships started to take place walk me through even just super practically what did that look like? How did that happen? Like what, what was the dynamic that moved you from just being a part of a group of guys getting together to where you'd actually count some of them as friends? Uh,
1: well, because the, you know, the main fundamental of a small group is relationship. Um, you're there to do life with each other. And so you're opening up um whatever that is for you whatever you're going through you, you know you're sharing your life with one another and when you're in that group with each other you know you're, you're vulnerable and then you start to see that you know these men are here they're here for you you're you're praying for you're praying for them and so that just turned into you know you can initiate it someone else will. it'll like hey you know do you want to grab breakfast after this, or would you like to meet up for dinner? Because you're you're just you're starting to connect with individuals. Um, so that's just what started. It was just opening up and doing life together. That's awesome. You so know. so you started shooting to meet with people outside of the group exactly. meeting
0: itself. Yeah, and that was one of the things. And then, um, I mean, that's an important piece because sometimes people can go to a group for quite a while and be like, I don't know, I go to a group and I still don't feel connected. And it's an important piece for group leaders to remember is that we have to actually plant the seed and encourage people in our group that they are connecting with people outside of, you know, our group meets for one hour a week. So it's like, hey, outside of this one hour a week, you know, I say it all the time, I'm like, pick one person, pick one person in the group that you're gonna reach out to this week, whether it's phone call, text, email, cup of coffee, lunch. I mean, it's almost a script. Mm -hmm. It's almost a script that I read every week because we have to encourage each other to reach out beyond the walls of the small group meeting otherwise you'll always be a little bit um stunted in your relational growth right because only so much can happen in that one hour and so we have to commit ourselves to a little bit of the messiness of community the messiness of relationship like that's one of the things i think uh, maybe americans struggle with is just the the unpredictability or the inconvenience that is relationships. Like people go through hard times when you least expect it and you want to be there for people. And that can be inconvenient because you didn't, you didn't plan on having to go hang out at the hospital Mm -hmm. with someone. Yeah. You didn't plan on having to spend that hour on the phone with someone because their, their heart's broken because of something that's happened in their life um, but I do remember that night that we helped you move and it was a pretty, it was a pretty beautiful experience. Just, I mean, a whole bunch of guys just getting together and having a great time. Yeah. I mean, we laughed so hard. There was yeah. also moments of deep rage. I remember <laughs> trying to put that one bed together and the, I haven't wow, touched it since. <laughs> oh man. That, I think most of us had to get re-saved, um, yes. the next week. And so... Yeah. Um, and the, the AC was turned off and we didn't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We're so we're all sweating to the oldies. Oh, yeah. Like we invited Richard Simmons to the party. Oh, and it was great. Man. But um, OK, so a couple of things that I've just really appreciated. Um, just talking about your journey from being disconnected to being connected. You had to make a choice that I'm going to go beyond Sunday morning and I'm going to dive into this crazy world called small groups. But then it actually made Sunday mornings that much more valuable. Yes. Um, and and I love how you talked about how it takes the the Sunday morning experience from really kind of being like just in the midst of the corporate mess to now I've got friends to now I feel like I'm part of a family. And Absolutely. and that is something that I, told, I, I remember before I worked at the church, I was working 55, 60 hours a week and i i actually led a men's bible study basically small group kind of thing on wednesday nights and i was i was pretty busy trying to raise some kids and you know be married and you know work my job and all that kind of stuff but that was always a priority for me and the number one reason why was because i it was my opportunity to connect with guys mm. so that when i came to church on sunday i had friends, people that knew who I was and I knew who they were so that I wasn't just a person lost in the mix, but I was somebody who was known and who knew others. It's actually one of our values um, at Manor House for small groups. Uh, We talk about four words, reach, gather, equip, and lead. And that gathering piece, kind of our little subtext of it is knowing and being known by caring for one another. And I just think, there's a deep longing in people's hearts to to know people and to be known, and uh, and how that just helps us grow in our relationship with God. So, um, so just talk to me about how how do you feel now? So we've been a little more than two years from like kind of the beginning of this journey. Um, how would you describe your relationship with God today versus Ooh. two years ago?
1: I never imagined never imagined this, period. Um, I went from knowing there was a God. um, You know, and believing. Believing that there was, you know, a greater power. um, To just complete daily conversations. Like, pray. I feel like most of my day is just praying and talking to Him. It is... My utmost importance to raise my family like this. Um, all three of my boys, they they know Jesus. They love Jesus. Um, you baptized Elijah. You baptized Josiah. You dedicated Nathaniel to Jesus. Um, and you can see you can see the difference just in our our daily routines. Um, my boys are highly. Like, they're just in tune with Jesus. They talk to Him. They're happier. Like even my my kids, they they told me a few times that before I was baptized and going to your small group, Rick, and they told me, Dad, you were you were nice, but now you're so nice. So your own kids can see the difference. Hmm. Um. So before to where I'm at now, it I mean even my marriage is like it's incredible i thought we were you know happy before we were we were we were good and now it's i am i'm more in love with my own wife now because of jesus mm. you know and so it's it's a game changer to live for him and to go out there and want to do the same for others you know it's it's important
0: i think she would say you're a better husband today also as a result of your relationship with Jesus. So there's been a whole really a whole family has been impacted uh, yeah. by by this. And and I actually tell people all the time the most fruitful thing I do in ministry at Mana House is is my small group. The small group mm-hmm. leading that I do is the most fruitful work that I that I put my hands to at the church because it is the deeper More personal um, ministry work in people's lives that has this lasting and then multiplying impact. Yeah. Because I think, um, and this is not anything about me, this is just about the value of relationship, of time taken um, to invest in people's lives and encourage, you know, really other men to connect to other men to grow and strengthen and encourage each other. Because um, though, though you've given some nice highlights of things that I happen to have been involved with. Mm -hmm. You've also, I know been deeply Mm -hmm. impacted by quite a few other men in the group. I think of, you know, maybe a Keith and a Fred and um, Christian and just different men that have been a part of the group and their impact that they've had. Um, Even, you know, Zach and, Mm -hmm. and so being able to think about those guys and the impact they've had um, is, is I think, because I responded, because I started that group totally in response um, to just the conviction of the Holy Spirit on my heart that mm-hmm. I needed to be doing this and didn't didn't have any like visions of grandeur really. I just wanted to get together with men once a week for an hour, read a chapter of the Bible, talk about it, pray, yep. fellowship. That was That was the plan. That was the whole thing. And yet now we've seen groups come out of that group. Um, yeah. You're even you're even starting a group here in a little over a month, and so that's right. Um, so that's pretty phenomenal. But to think about your wife and her life being impacted because of this group, yeah. um, and to think about each of your kids being impacted because of this group, it's no small thing what small groups accomplish because we take the time to connect to one another in a meaningful way and help really stir each other towards our relationship with God because Mm -hmm. we just grow better when we have other people encouraging us along the way, right? Oh, absolutely. So awesome. Well, Justin, I can't tell you how much I appreciate you taking time to be a part of our podcast. You've really brought a lot of value. Um, I believe that you're speaking, um, you're speaking a language. A lot of people just can just, it's just real world, real life. I love it. And so thank you so much uh, for your time. Uh, if you had one last little
1: nugget to just drop on people, what would be your, your parting thought? When the Holy Spirit is talking to you, just listen to it. That, that's what I would say. Because I, I would feel him talking to me, talking to me, talking to me. And I would, just, I would just push him aside. No, I can't do that. No, no, this, this, all those reasons. I would just put an end to you and just listen to him.
0: Hmm. That's good. That's so good. All right. Well, thank you so much for being a part of our listening audience today for taking time. Um, If you are being uh, encouraged, strengthened, uh, benefited by taking the time to listen to this podcast, I love it. If you get on there and you'd like and you'd share and you'd comment on the podcast just to get the word out that we exist. So um, more people would have the opportunity to hear from it, hear from us. Um, And if you would have any, thoughts or suggestions about future episode topics, I would love to hear from you. You can email me at rickm at manhouse.church. And with that, I just want to say a big hearty God bless you and have the most amazing day.